The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Going In Raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest-growing, highest-rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Boston. You are watching Going In Raw. Like that? What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are going in SmackDown Live. This Ugh. is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Rendell Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson, available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that sub button, a little... Notify bell next to it on YouTube to make sure you're always getting your new Going In Raw notifications. Yeah. What are you writing over there? Uh, making some notes for uh, uh, we Daniel do the show tomorrow. Ryan. Do the show tomorrow. Yeah. Anyways, we're also on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. You guys know all about Patreon. Yeah. You give us money to support the show, and in return, we get you access, early access to stuff, live streams, and of course, the Friendo Care Package, which is right here. Look at that ooh, bad boy. Ooh. A comic book. Stickers. Hey, there's something else we need to plug too. Posters and a postcard. And oh yeah, this past week we also opened up a new merch store, friendomarket.com. Look at that. Prints, stickers. Right now we've got this great deal. It's for the first week of the Friendo Market's existence. Yeah. For for $25, you get this going in raw Slayus shirt, the one you see us wearing there. And three stickers, the, the the thing you see on the shirt, but in sticker form, uh, black and red going in raw and white going in raw logo sticker, and then the slow wolf pack sticker. It's like the red version. And then also a signed postcard. Uh, so, yeah, check it out, friendomarket.com. Uh, we've been selling a bunch of these. I think we're actually out of double uh, XLs. Yeah. Um, those We got a lot of hosses here and going in raw, so we sold a bunch of those out. Uh, but uh, yeah, check it out. And that's so, so the first week. It's going to be 25 bucks, And then after that. Starting Monday. Starting Monday, it's going to be uh, $30. $30. Still a so, good deal, though. Still, Yeah, still a really good deal. And the thing about the shirts is that they're silk screened. They're not like the, the glorified iron-on stuff. It's not just sort of like. That's, I think, an uh, that's like an uh, acid process, I think. No, These, this be. one. it's Yeah, that's the kind of thing where like they take, they strip away. Strip away uh, pigment? I think. Maybe I think I heard that once. No, this Anyways, looks, this looks like it's on top of the fabric. Does it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but these ones, they're silk screen. They're really, really fancy. They're like really cool. They pop, mm-hmm. um, and it's a cool little design. So check that out, friendomarket.com. Uh, we're gonna have. I'm, I want to keep that updated. So we're gonna add new prints, new shirts, yes, comic books, yes, all sorts of stuff. I want all do, that stuff. Uh, those little pins. Those little oh pins, yeah, those are fun, dude. Check dude, this out. So what? I was usually the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I get on my phone while I lay in bed and see what's new in the world of Twitter. Nice. And I noticed there was this uh, Twitter account I think called. 2020 that followed no oh, sure yeah they yeah. follow you too yeah they did yeah so go to their shop they sell wrestling stuff they have a lex express yes 
pin, pin. right? Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, I know. That's fantastic. They have, some, they have a Sportatorium shirt up there, too. Oh, I know. They have a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, 2020 Apparel. Yeah. Uh, if you go to 20x20apparel.com, there's a free plug for them. Um, yeah, yeah, they have a Lex Express pin. There's all sorts of great right? I mm-hmm. checked them out, mm-hmm. too, this morning. So I was like, oh, cool. They followed us for some reason. Probably because they knew that we'd look at their stuff and they'd be like, oh, these guys are down. Mm-hmm. These guys like Lex Luger. Well, just the other day you mentioned uh, uh, wanting to go and watch wrestling at the Sportatorium. Oh, yeah. Maybe they heard that and they Could said be. Sportatorium. Check it out. Could be. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, fun stuff. Talk about fun stuff. Man, hell of an episode of 205 Live this week. I actually like this one better than I liked NXT this week. And NXT had plenty of good stuff. Yeah, it was fine. But, uh, man, 205 Live was off the hook. Well, anytime you get Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy in the ring, good things are going to happen. Yeah, and more importantly, Leo Rush. He is my new favorite, man. He is my new flipping favorite. That dude is hilarious. He's pretty funny. He kills me. He's pretty funny. Anyways, how'd the show start off? Started off with uh, TJP coming down the ring, dropping another promo. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, wondering about the level of competition he's been uh, re- uh, facing. Also wondering about uh, why he wasn't the main event. Yeah. But he was taking on a mystery opponent. Yeah. And uh, he was awaiting said opponent. Um, he says, all right, send, send him out. Who is this guy? Who is that man? And it's the returning to 205 Live, Noam Dar. Yeah, man. So he hold on a second. He is jacked. He's the number one contender to the UK title. Yeah, it looks like he's be on both shows, maybe. And he's on 205 Live? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Hey, I'm fine with that, though. Oh, heck yeah. Because he's jacked. Man, he looks great. He looks amazing. He's got those universe pants, the universe jacket. And he's got a spring in his step, too. Like, he was... I mean, he's jacked, so he yeah. Seemed, yeah, he just seemed a lot happier and just... You know, when you're saddled with a gimmick that obviously sort of, you, you know how like somebody will do one thing, Vince will find it hilarious, and then he'll tell that person to run exactly it into the ground. what they have to do the rest of their career. And, and so he was doing the Alicia Fox thing, right? And so that's what everybody knows him for, but the guy's actually a terrific wrestler. Yeah, he is. And now on 205 Live, the, the exciting thing is now on 205 Live, they're letting them wrestle. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be a lot of fun to see what he can actually do. Plus he's jacked. Plus he's jacked. To the gills, man, loked. It's pretty. It's he's pretty, like prison jack. It's pretty neat when when it, it seems like when most people get hurt in WWE when they come back, they're jacked. Tommaso Ciampa, yeah, he tore up like point. three joints, that's came back point. just jacked. They're just in the gym all day. The the vascularity is off the charts with Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, man, it is. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Uh, so it wasn't much of a match. Noam Dar won in, in pretty much squash fashion. Yeah, this was great. As a matter of like two moves yeah. and a finisher, and, and Noam Dar picked up the win. Yeah. And they were really selling on, on both on commentary and, and, and uh, kind of a, a, a attempted interview later that TJP was distraught, but also pushing the idea that he was completely unprepared. Talk about unprepared. I can't find the goddamn show notes. <laughs> it should just be in the usual folder. I know. You think? Oh, here we go. There. You know, sometimes things just don't show up. Yeah, Google's a, a fickle beast sometimes. Say that again. Yeah. Uh, next, we had a Buddy Murphy promo. He was back in the locker room getting what? Jacked. Jacked with some resistance bands. Resistance bands. Um, gave he's a promo. getting prison jacked. Oh, man, he's been that for a long time. <laughs> he has been. He is massive. Hey, how much do you think that fool actually weighs? 210. <laughs> yeah, At right. least. Like 230. <laughs> he's huge. He's jacked, dude. But I don't know how tall he is. Yeah, probably not very Like Mustafa, Mustafa Ali's pretty jacked, too. Both those guys should be on main roster. Oh, heck yeah. Especially after this match. Holy oh, crap. heck yeah. Um, Buddy Murphy promo just hyping his match in the main event against Mustafa Ali. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, pretty much. 
Uh, next, uh, uh, was it Dasha tried to interview TJP? She ran up on him while he was walking backstage, and, and he, he was no taking his tape off and threw it down and walked out the door and left the arena. But what was funny though is there was a dude who happened to be walking out in front of him at the same time because I think TJP wanted to kick the door open, and the door was already open and it was swinging back, and he just sort of kicked it a little bit, <laughs> sort of lessen the dramatic. Yeah, impact. not quite. I like dramatic. those little details. Though, yeah, I know, I know. Oh, uh, my favorite here, man. Next, Akira Tozawa versus Jason Strife. Isn't Jason Strife the name of one of those like 2K18 jobber guys or 2K17? It was Jason, my it was something, Jason Jet. Jason Jet, yeah. And then he became a producer. Yeah, in the following game, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Jason Strife looked like one of those guys from 2K18, one of the jobber guys who becomes a producer. Yeah. Um, Before the match started, Leo Rush came down to, to watch the match ringside. And he saunters. I noticed this. So between his sauntering down to the ring. And his promos, it's like everything he does is slow. Except his wrestling. Except his wrestling, which is extra fast. And I wonder if that is... I wonder if that's intentional. Could be. If it is, it's amazing. Oh, it's because yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a, lo- it's a nice touch. It is. So he comes down, and just to observe the match, to scout his opponent, you know, to do some recon. Well, this is competition in the cruiserweight division. Well, the opponent, yeah, competition, exactly. See, you know, Akira Tozawa's out there. Let's see what he's doing. Um, Akira Tozawa... Uh, has you know he he's, he basically dominates this match, save for a couple moments, but mm-hmm. basically that was because he was kind of distracted by Leo mm-hmm. Rush, uh, just, just hanging out ringside. And the great thing is, every time the cameras, I love how in character Leo Rush is. Every time the cameras caught him, he was doing it was like for a reaction to something Akira Tozawa de, de, did, and uh, and he would go be like, Oh, it was it was so great. Yeah. It's so fantastic. And he's got like this amazing hoodie on. Oh, that like, design on the hoodie and the hat is great. It was all money. It yeah. was so much money. Yeah. Um anyways, Akira Tozawa ended up winning, of course. Top uh, rope Senton, yeah. Right. And uh and afterwards, uh Leo Rush, uh I think he did he stand up on commentary. Yeah, on the announce table. He got the mic and cut a promo and I loved it. It yeah. was so great. Yeah. He talks so like he talks almost like Christopher Walken. He says, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of yours. Akira Tozawa. Yeah. <laughs> in the ring. Um, but, you know, of course, he circles back around to, you know, Must you're have good. Match, pretty much, you're yeah. good. But you know Leo Rush. Not the man not, of the hour. You're not the man. You're not the man of the hour. That's me. And then you'll Leo feel Rush. the rush. <laughs> I freaking love that. Oh, he's dude. great. He is fantastic. That match is going to be gangbusters, oh, heck by yeah. the way. Heck yeah. Akira Tozawa versus flipping Leo Rush. Yeah, it's going to be great. What a great first real match, you know? Oh, I know. Because you just well, had I'm that happy. Yeah, I'm year. happy they're, they're putting them right into a real feud. Oh, versus... I don't want four weeks of jobbers who, exactly. like, you know, are as slow as me. Yeah. I want him to go full speed with Akira Tozawa. Yeah. Holy yeah. God, that's yeah. going to be great. Man. Anyways. Anyways, next backstage, we got Mustafa Ali. Preparing for his match against Buddy Murphy mm-hmm. in the main event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ali is the best. Uh, He's yeah. the best. No, he he totally is the best. Um, after that, we had, oh, I don't remember this at all. Cedric Alexander iPhone promo. Oh, he's just talking about his match against Hideo Tommy. It was announced that next week yeah. it's the Cruiserweight title hey, match. Killer matches back-to-back this week and then next week. That's going to be a killer match. Mm-hmm. That's going to be really mm-hmm. good. But holy crap, after that, for our main event, we had Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy. No, no DQ. No DQ. Oh, my God. This was fantastic. Another killer match from these two, man. They can do no wrong. They really, the they really can do no wrong. The match started off 
outside the ring, actually. They took it outside and started brawling. Well, instantly, basically like as soon as Buddy Murphy got the ring, Mustafa Ali drop kicked him out. I think didn't he get like onto the apron and then the the bell rang or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. He got the, no before the bell rang. He got on the apron. Mustafa Ali drop kicked him out. Yeah, and they got on the top rope and did that somersault senton. Yeah, on and then they then he tossed him back at the ring. Ref was like, "All right, hold on." Oh, okay. Bell rang, and then Buddy Murphy like instantly got the upper hand. Then they started brawling all around outside, brawl through the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mustafa Ali did that crossbody off the barricade into the crowd. <sighs> Man, um, yeah, it was it was it was pretty insane. There's that spot where uh, Buddy Murphy threw Mustafa Ali onto the the base, like the corrugated metal on the bottom of the ramp, mm-hmm. and the follow that up with a suplex in the same spot. Yes, working over his back. That was yeah. kind of the story. At least yeah. for Buddy Murphy, working over Mustafa Ali's back. Um, it is the point where I just stopped taking notes because I was just well, a. It was late. B. I was getting into the match. It was it was fantastic. So they they use they heavily use, and it's kind of interesting because you know you, you, we get ladder matches, we get table matches. It's not often somebody takes. Like, we've seen it every once in a while. Like, I remember in a Hell in a Cell match, Rusev had Roman Reigns in the accolade, I think. On top of on the ring the steps, ring yeah. Steps. We're using a, a chain, too, yeah. Yeah, but beyond that, I can't really think of a time when the ring steps, beyond just being a blunt force object. There's not generally a whole lot of creative use of ring steps. But they were getting very creative with the ring steps. Yeah. They put it in, in the corner, Yeah, and uh, we saw, uh, like, a superplex off the uh Yeah, but before, before that, yeah, uh, uh, Buddy Murphy set up, so it was, it was support against the top turnbuckle, and mm-hmm. was doing some... Uh, in like beals or hip tosses. Yeah, he was Mustafa just throwing Ali Mustafa Ali into, into, the, into the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, eventually Mustafa turned around, did a hurricane rana, sending Buddy Murphy into that. Mm-hmm. But then yeah, Mustafa Ali set it up so it was vertical, so the the, the bottom step was facing upwards mm-hmm. against the the corner, and yeah, did a superplex off that, which is yeah. pretty insane. Yeah. Um, and then of course we got the Spanish Fly. They ended up on the outside of the ring again, uh, and uh, Buddy Murphy was getting up on the barricade. Uh, before he's able to do anything, Mustafa Ali came and prevented him from doing anything. Stood him up and then like jumped up there. Spanish fly from the barricade onto the announce table. Oh my god, that was like magical. That was like some video game yeah, stuff. Yeah, that was like something. That's I like the in. Spanish fly is pretty much the official move. Two hundred five live. Everybody does it. You're oh, guaranteed to see fantastic. one per episode. I know it's amazing. It's fantastic. Um, so uh, towards yeah. the end, uh, at, pretty much right after that spot, they get back in the ring. Uh, Buddy Murphy hits a vicious knee strike of Mustafa Ali, and Mustafa is tied up in the ropes. Yeah, and then Buddy Murphy just follows up with three more running knee strikes. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, then he pulls him out, which I thought was a bad move. Yeah, well, he pulls him out and then grabs him by the 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 arms and gives him another one. Yeah, like but, uh, yeah. Kota Bushi's finisher. I would have liked to have seen eleven knee strikes. While you have your, while you have somebody like wrapped oh, up in the ropes. Doing it. Oh, just keep doing it. Well, the it. thing was, that the ref got in the way. It's like, hey, stop! I need to check on him. Oh, I didn't notice That's that part. That's why he stopped okay. doing it. All right. But yeah, you sh- it's no DQ. Shove the ref out of the way and keep doing it. I know. Exactly. The ref's not going to DQ you. Yeah. What are you going to do? DQ? Yeah. You can't. He'll it's stop the no match. No DQ. He'll stop the match. Yeah. Um, so he, he gives him that opportunity. The uh, the ring steps are set up in the middle of the ring, um, and uh, Buddy Murphy goes for like a tilt whirl move. Uh, Mustafa counters it into a tornado DDT off the ring steps. Yeah. Woo. Um, picks up the win. Yeah. That was huge, man. Yeah, man. Holy crap. Mustafa Ali's the best. They're both the best, man. Holy moly. I actually so really like Buddy Murphy's promo. Yeah, he's getting more. Good. He's getting more comfortable, it seems like, on the... Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. And, dude, you know, man, they just kill it. They just absolutely kill it. It'll be interesting. So last week on 205 Live... 
What was the what happened last week on Two Hundred Five Live? What was the main event? Was it another house party gulag thing? No. Oh, it was the elimination tag match, wasn't it? Was it? Was that the main event? I think so. Because it was number nine. I was like looking at the ratings. It was number nine in the ratings last week. Out of you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the network, um, I wonder because like instantly when this match went down, my Twitter notifications from you know the friendos out there. And then plus just like sort of the yeah, regular it was the elimination, feed. elimination tag a lot match. Of, okay, yeah. A lot of people were talking about Mustafa Ali, Buddy Murphy. I wonder if that kind of word of mouth oh, probably did. is going to boost it up yeah, I to think like so. the number three I think spot so because, you know, you saw that gif of that Spanish fly on the announce oh, table yeah. all over the place. Yeah, and that was just one spot out of many mm-hmm. really cool ones. Mm-hmm. So I hope that does. If My thing is this. If they are able to book main event after main event after main event and keep on getting talent like, you know, a Jack Noam Dars back, Leo Rush. Um, if they continue to have these buzzworthy, gifable type matches every week, then you're going to see a lot more success with 205 Live. The crowd was super into oh, yeah. that main event. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's what you really, really want to see because if, you know, free agents are out there and they're like, man, if I go to WWE... I don't really want to get stuck on 205 Live. Well, if you're part of part of one of the most buzzworthy aspects of yeah, WWE, yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll probably be a lot cooler with that. Yeah, you know? I think there's two aspects to it. There's that, and there's also, you know, I, I, I sound like a broken record saying it. There needs to be the prospect of upward mobility. Yeah, I know. I know. And I, I think if you're one of the people that go to that show and create that buzz about it, then that should be yeah. the end result of it. His oh, opportunity there, to the main no, roster. And, no doubt in my mind that Mustafa Ali, Buddy Murphy, and Cedric Alexander should have a path to the main roster. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they should all have that potential. But I see that right now with mm-hmm. those three guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would add Drew yeah. Gulak to that too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so yeah, and I mean that that would be a huge. You know, also if you want, I'm just if you want to get guys like. Uh, ticking time bomb, for example, mm-hmm. you know, he might be interested in that. You know, if you have the path going up, then guys like that might be more willing to come over. If WWE really wants to snap up all the all the good the top, names out top there, top junior heavyweights in the world, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Then we had NXT. I think it was a fun episode. It was fine. It had a but. This is one of those episodes that had a lot of little things that were kind of silly. Um, um, show opened with uh, Dakota Kai versus Santana Garrett. I don't think we've seen Santana since the uh, May, the first May Young Classic. That's right. Yeah, I don't think we have. Although either. she's done uh, occasional uh, duty in NXT for a while, mm-hmm. um, she's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a fun match. Dakota or sorry, uh, Santana Garrett was working over Dakota Kai's arm mm-hmm. a lot. Um, the commentary was was making the point that that's the arm that uh, Shayna Baszler had previously injured. Yeah. Um, but in the end, Dakota Kai won with her finisher, which was amazing. It's like a destroyer backbreaker type thing. Oh my god, I know. It's yeah. Great. Oh, I can't get enough of that thing. Yeah, You're man, right. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of cool. They're it seems like they're pushing her a bit more than I thought mm-hmm, they would. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> it seems like now I that like she Dakota finally, Kai. you know, was able to confront Shayna Baszler in some capacity in that title match she had, even though you know she didn't win. It's like she's 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 more confident in terms of mm-hmm. what she's doing in the ring. That's what it seems like. I'm assuming that's the story they're telling. Yeah, and I like they're not going just the straight. The just she's just going to start winning now because she did take a loss to Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, there was also a promo. I see it here. In the yeah, Shayna Baszler. Yeah. Um, no, Bianca Belair had a promo. She was like on her honeymoon. Oh, I missed that. How did I miss it that? It might have been. It might have been. After, because you watched the last thirty minutes this morning, yeah, it might have preceded that. It might have been in between where you oh, left off maybe and where we, we picked started, up. That could yeah. be. It was just it was simple. She was just sort of rattling off 
It was kind of it kind of mirrored the Shayna one where she was just rattling off. She's like, I'm on my honeymoon, but I see all these uh, women from the women's division talking crap, and she sort of starts running them down um, hmm. in kind of the same manner that Shayna Baszler did. That's interesting. Did. I wonder if that's going to be the next, uh, you know, they're setting stuff something up for the two of them. It seems like it. Uh, could be. Maybe. Maybe. Um, That'd be an interesting matchup. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who she's. It seems for. it seems a little early, first of all, and then you got a heel versus kind of heel. Oh, oh, for the title, no. I think it's going to be something. Maybe, maybe they'll bring back. Maybe they'll come back around to like Dakota Kai, Bianca Belair. No, oh, it could be um, yeah. to get Dakota Kai that win back. Maybe. Oh, I don't see Bianca Belair losing anytime soon. Mm. It's going to be a while. Maybe. Uh, let's see here. I mean, I didn't see Kyrie Sane losing to Lacey Evans. It's I know. true. She ended up winning the entire thing, and maybe they'll do the same thing here. Yeah. They'll have like a best of three kind Could of be. thing, you know? Because like they seem to be pushing Dakota Kai, like maybe not as heavily as Bianca Belair, but well, I think Dakota it's... Kai's got more experience. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. But I they've been really being... booking Bianca Belair as like a dominant force in the division, though, or that's yeah. not hasn't been the case for Dakota Kai. But then again, you know, if you want Dakota Kai to really overcome, you know, the whatever she's been dealing with in terms, you know, specifically with Shayna Baszler, but in a general sense, mm-hmm. um, without having her beat Baszler, I guess yeah. you can use Bianca Belair as a kind of a proxy. They're both still at sort of a sub takeover mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really think that they, you know, I mean, I'm sure they have big plans for Bianca Belair. Oh, she's yeah. flipping great. Oh, she's fantastic. But they seem to like Dakota Kai, too. She's got mm-hmm. lots of experience. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, should be entertaining regardless of what they do. Uh, next up, heavy machinery. <laughs> they're in the the. They, they're like they've literally destroyed. Like they have completely. The iPhone promo now has jumped the shark because of them. Their te- their iPhone promos are terrible. So I was. It's so confusing. I felt like uh, Otis was mixing a bunch of metaphors here. <laughs> So I, it lost me. Granted, I'm tired this morning. Okay, yeah, no. Go, but he was please go. He was it. talking about like how you cook meat. Yeah. Well done or rare <laughs> in relation to lifting weights. Is that what it was? I guess, man. I don't know. All I know, so I from the literal standpoint, they were lifting weights, and yet they had some sort of barbecue happening in real time. Oh, while they were lifting. Because that's what Otis was gonna do. Yeah. He was like, go check on those steaks because as soon as we're done working out. It's a bad combo. I like I like to separate my workouts from like my eating. Well, I like to have, you know get some good protein in me after I work out. That's like good. a protein help, bar. Yeah, I'll have a protein your, bar. Protein shake. Yeah, it helps you recover. Yeah. yeah, but I don't. I don't want. I don't want a heavy meal afterwards. No, I want some time to elapse. I'll sit down and have a meal. Yeah. Oh, you shower. Yeah. You turn on the TV. You get some greens. Yeah. And your steak, and you're good. But then I thought there was like a metaphor in there too that he was saying. I <laughs> Dude, like my give me a break. These guys are not lifting. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think maybe he was trying to do that. Yeah, it lost me though. You know, he's no Shakespeare though. No, and so he leaves the weight area, <laughs> and he hears a ruckus, and he starts shouting "Tucky, Tucky." Well, hold on, back up. He leaves the weight area to go check on the steaks. Oh, that's they what have. it was. Okay, where are they cooking these steaks at? Outside. Tucker said in the back. Is there like a designated barbecuing <laughs> area back there? These are all questions I that I think have. The farm center would have some sort of kitchen. Yeah, I don't know. They they brought their Weber. So here's the thing. Grill? Last week they, you know, granted they were cooking some sausages and some peppers and onions in somebody's backyard, but there seemed like they weren't, you know, haha, jokey type guys last yeah. week. You know, there was right, intensity yeah. to it. Yeah, sure. And then this week it seemed like they were returning to the 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 haha jokey type heavy machinery. It doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. 
Wait, were they jokey this week? No, they were just focused on lifting weights and then no, dealing with like, the stakes. Well, sorry, got. sorry. They seem like a more literal interpretation of their gimmick this week. As if I'm working week. out, I want to be working out. All right. I know. I put those. I put my headphones in. I want to concentrate on 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 getting my pump on. I can't concentrate. Gains, if I, if right? I gains. Have, yeah, gains. It's gains o'clock. I can't concentrate. If I've got some meat burnt, you know, grilling up on the on the on the grill. Yeah, because if you're there. depending on the temperature of your grill, if you want like a a, a, a medium or medium rare steak, that's like three minutes on each side, man. <laughs> right, that's exactly that's right. That's something you have to concentrate and on. And he started talking about how he likes it, you know. Well, yeah, but he said well done. Rare. I don't know. You know, no, you shouldn't be eating steaks well done. It's gonna be tough. <laughs> I don't care what cut of meat it is. If it's well done, it's gonna be tough meat. No, man. Medium at most. No. Medium I rare. I Anyways, Otis goes check us on the meat, I guess. He hears some commotion, starts shouting, Tucky, Tucky, comes back. Uh, Tucker Knight's like wrapped in the chain he was using to lift weights or something and holding his leg. And then in the background, you see the mighty runoff. Yeah. So like, and then later on, he fought the mighty, the yeah. Otis. Yeah. How bad did they mess up? Like when you're dealing with weights, I don't think there's like a lot of like there's not a lot of middle ground. You're either safe or you're completely messed up because they're weight. Like what was the ruckus exactly? I don't know. Did they like? Well, he was holding his leg. Yeah. Maybe the weights weren't involved in the attack whatsoever. Oh, okay. They just kicked him a couple times on the leg, and then he's out for a match. I don't know. God, I kind of feel like during, out there. during a match, you could take quite a bit of punishment to the leg. You like can be a knee bar for 15 seconds. You can still wrestle. Re- <laughs> yes. That's my point. This is a very quick attack. See, the problem is we don't know the nature of the attack. Did they take like a dumbbell and... Did they have like a and, gun with a silencer and on it? And use it... Well, no. There was no blood. <laughs> like they take a, a, a barbell and use it as a weapon and hit yeah, him in the okay, leg yeah. with it or something. I don't know. Or yeah. just like chop block while he's lifting. Did they stick a I dog don't know. on his leg? I don't know. That takes you out for like three weeks apparently. Yeah. We just don't know the nature of the attack, which yeah. leaves it a mystery. I don't know, man. I we feel have to bad. assume it's severe. I feel bad. I need to stop talking bad about them. I know they're trying. They're yeah, they're trying, trying they're but trying if something's just thing. not working, I mean, it's not like I don't think you're talking. I don't think you're talking bad about them. You're just saying that what what they're booked to do right now just isn't working. Yeah, there's a difference they're, they're there. They're not working. And there's a difference. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so after that. We had a Shayna Baszler promo. I like this one better than her previous promo. Yeah, she her previous one. She sounded like the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, this one she was calling out the entire division pretty much, which I liked, mm-hmm. and I loved that she said Candice LeRae should be tending to her husband, <laughs> because that's kind of how they've been writing her up until very recently when I she's know. been wrestling. Um, so I kind of appreciated that because the entire the crowd was like, "Ooh." <laughs> So everybody, I liked it. Everybody it was, loves Candace. It was a great heel. It was a great heel line. Yeah. Um, so she ran down Bianca Belair. She said, oh, what? The fantastic athlete. Uh, the chick who dresses as a pirate. Uh, and then I think a couple others. The time traveler, Lacey Evans. Um, there was a lot of steak talk in chat right now. Uh, Zach Stolpa defending. Well done. Yeah, man. Uh, so anyways, she, yeah, she did a promo. She said, but I'm always going to be the one. That they're saying, and still... When she said she was the most dominant force to ever yeah. be women's champion or something like that. Yeah, that's not true. It's Oscar. Yeah, that's Oscar. Yeah. Anyways, next, Danny Birch interview. Mm-hmm. This is pretty good. Yeah, uh, good. He gave us an update on Oni Lorcan's health. He's going to be out for three months, recovering oh, from a broken orbital bone suffered at the hands of Undisputed Era. It's like one takeover. Yeah, takeover. Yeah, I know. And speaking of Undisputed Era, <laughs> they come walking in. They come walking down the hallway. 
interrupts and talk some trash. Oh, said great. they uh, they have they're gonna they're gonna uh, invoke their rematch clause, get their title rematch next week. And I love that Kyler Riley says, "Oh, I love a good clause." <laughs> I know during this entire thing, he was just making faces like the most ridiculous faces. It was fantastic. Um, and then Danny Burch said, oh, you guys are missing something, aren't you? Mm-hmm. The tag championships, of course, mm-hmm. British Strong Style have them. Yeah. And then he challenged Adam Cole to a match next week. Yeah, and Adam Cole, of course, laughed it off but yeah. said, you got it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it, dude, it's hard not to side with the Undisputed Era. Oh, they're the best. I want them to get those tag titles back. Uh, after that, we had the uh, Mighty versus Otis Dozovich. Dozovic. Is it, is it sh or k? I think it's Dozovic. Dozovic. Uh, yeah, so uh, it was a handicap match. He decided to take them on by himself. Um, but, of course, the Mighty, you know, there's two guys, and then he's only one guy. And, you know, although he had a lot of heart in his performance, yeah. and his size was able to briefly uh, get them off their game. Numbers game is too much. Yeah, the Mighty got the pin. After, um, like, a clothesline of the back. Mm-hmm. What was yeah. wrong with their old finisher? That Thunder Valley, that double like uh, Razor's Edge they used to do. Yeah, that, that that could be a heel move. It looks more destructive than just a closing line to the back. Yeah, it's not like they're JBL Mm-mm. or or Stan Hansen. Mm-mm. They're a couple of one good looking dude. <laughs> After that, we had a Kyrie Sane press conference. She called out Vanessa Bourne. Yeah. She said, I'm going to be the champion, but first Vanessa Bourne, I'm going to beat her up because mm-hmm. I'm yar. <laughs> yar, I'm a pirate. Uh, <laughs> next up, we had Velveteen Dream versus Top Notch Super Best. Chris Dijak. Oh, my God. It's, dude, I freaking loved. <laughs> I think he might be like, so it's probably, who's our, who's our wrestler of the year this year? It's probably Kyle O'Reilly, right? Or was there somebody else? Kyle O'Reilly's too good. Yeah, I would say that. Chris Dijak is in contention to be going in Raw Wrestle of the Year right now. Because, number one, he looks exactly like Top Notch. He really does. Like, 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 the first time I said that, you're like, nah. And the next time, the first, well, I think the first time he was on NXT TV, you watch it, he's like, oh, my God, you're right. Because I, I sort of forgot. So, in my head, I always pictured him more of, like, a Dolph Lundgren-looking dude. Yeah. Right? And which was completely off because Dolph Lundgren's, like, a really handsome dude freaking goofy Dijak comes out and then I look at him on the TV screen just even today because I've you know make we've been making this joke for a while but I look at the TV today and you point to it I'm like it's freaking uncanny (laughs) (laughs) it's so uncanny he looks like freaking top knot so yeah Dijak man he might be like ultimate yeah 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 yeah. so he comes out and he's like you know eight feet tall Right. And uh, what's his face? Um, Percy. Percy. Yeah. Starts going on about uh, diet. He was putting over like his conditioning and his, his, his dedication to yeah, his work Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then he said, yeah, he's eating 1,500 calories a day. He cut down to 1,500 calories a day to increase his mobility. Whoa, hold on a second. He's 6'6 six, six or 6'7, six, whichever. Here's the thing based on his size, and I'm sure the amount of, 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 of training he does every day. Yeah. He's, if he's only eating 1,500 calories, which is BS, I think. <laughs> That's basically starving. I don't right. say basically starving yourself, but that's like <laughs> half of is. is half of what he probably actually eats. Like he's gonna if if that's Dude, true. Because I have I've been doing the macros thing. Yeah. In my app, it says to maintain my weight based on a moderate activity level. Yeah. I need to eat. Guess how many calories a day? Twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred. <laughs> and you're five ten. I'm five, five ten and a half. Yeah. One hundred and sixty two pounds. Dude is eight inches taller than me. Probably outweighs <laughs> me by a hundred pounds. 
he needs to eat a minimum of 3,000 calories a day, I'm guessing. Just to maintain. Yeah. And that's with a minimum amount of exercise. He's down Because the old thing, you know, they always, you know, the, 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 the recommended uh, caloric intake for the average person is supposed mm-hmm. to be 2,000 yeah. calories. And the thing is, is if you want to lose, I think, a pound a week, mm-hmm. you eat 1,500 calories a day. You, yeah. You take 500 calories off per day that you equal a pound a week. So I guess that's probably where Percy got it from. Alex C in chat here says, Chris Dijak, Chris Dijak taunts so loudly. Yeah, he was talking really loud the whole time. <laughs> he did. Usually I can't hear the, the trash talk just on TV through the speakers. But, yeah. But granted, the TV is just right here. Yeah. You can hear it clear as day. You can. And he wears those high, he wears high-waisted shorts. I mean, I'm just going to pick on him. It's funny. He wears high-waisted shorts. But the thing is... <laughs> What? Alex C says, and his gear looks both too small and too big. That's <laughs> okay, exactly what you're going to say. This is exactly what I'm going to say. So he wears high-waisted shorts that are too short. The leg part is too short. So you know, like, most of the most of the women, so most of the men, when they wear trunks, or when they wear the trunks that have a little bit of, like, leg to them, a little yeah, bit on yeah, thigh, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, like, it, you know, it's even if they're wearing, like... It goes, it goes down generally to, like... The, the 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 leg part goes down to yeah. basically like the bottom of your crotch. Right. You know, like okay, so Stone Cold Triple A. Anybody wears like trunks, trunks, right? Yeah. With the guys, it always hangs under the butt cheeks. The butt yes. cheeks are usually firmly placed within those. Well, Tommaso Ciampa's trunks are a little too tight. Yeah, those are a little too tight. But that dude's yeah, he's jacked. Like with the women, it's a little bit different. I think they go for like a sexier look or whatever, and so they have like you know sometimes the butt cheek hangs out a little bit at the at the bottom. He's wearing that. Yeah. Except they're high-waisted. Yeah. So they're like hiked up. And like half the time when he turns around, you can see his ass hanging mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's amazing. He's so funny. It's so great. And then so his his thing is feast your eyes. That's, yeah, it's been his thing for a while. Yeah. Feast your eyes. He goes like this. Wait, he says feast yeah. your feast. eyes. So it's like steaks and weights, but for the eyes. Yeah. Um, and then he gets in there and he, he backs down. Velveteen Dream, his opponent, and he says, feast, or he says, feast your, and then Velveteen Dream puts his fingers up against, he says, shh, like that. And then does his pose. And Dijak laughs. I know. I don't think he's supposed to laugh. <laughs> supposed to be like annoyed if somebody puts your I know, fingers, I know, I know. And it's Velveteen Dream who knows where his fingers have been. Well, <laughs> the best part is at first, uh, Dream puts his finger up to his lips, and Dijak's trying not to laugh. <laughs> And then they right. cut to a close-up of him, and he's laughing, <laughs> and then he tries to cover it by talking some trash. Right, exactly. Like yeah. he's just amused by what yeah. he tried to do, but I don't think I don't think the laugh was supposed to happen. Oh man, he's great. It's pretty funny. He's like, it's like if Dan Matha was <laughs> Adam Nuttall says tight cheese trunks are too tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His trunks are. are at least a yeah. size too but small. But I think that's like for comedic. Effect. It works for his whole thing. It works for his thing. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, there were some there were some cool bits about this. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Dijak as a wrestler, it's, I, I I like him because he does some stuff that's like interesting. At least, like he'll go up there and try to do a six foot seven moonsault. Yeah, he didn't. Unfortunately, he didn't win in this. No, match. he really didn't do much of anything in this match because Dream had the upper hand for most of it. Yeah, he did. Uh, so there was one really cool spot. It looked pretty brutal. Uh, Dijak was on the apron, sort of, kind of uh, had his hands up against the the ring post. And uh, Dream was down on the floor, and he took his leg and he swept it out from under him. And then Dijak like landed head first onto the on the. On it's the like the steps. spot they usually do in a tag match where someone's in the corner, they get their feet pulled out from under him, and they use their hands to hit the ring post to make it look like their head hit it. But it was kind they of did a similar yeah. thing, but on the ring steps. Yeah, instead. but on the ring steps, and he's all tall and lanky and weird. And yeah, stuff. I mean that's a, that's a that's a pretty far drop regardless of how tall you yeah. are. 
Uh, anyways, uh, Velveteen Dream got a win with that uh, underhook kind of like weird reverse. It's like starts his sister Abigail, but goes into a DDT. Yeah, it's a cool move. And Dijak's hold it like a champ. Yeah, he spiked himself and everything. Yeah. Uh, anyways, before Velveteen Dream was gone, before he even like fully stood up from the match, EC3's music hit. Mm-hmm. He comes down ready for his match against the main event uh, in the main event against Johnny Gargano. Of course, that seemed to ruffle the feathers of Velveteen Dream a little bit. Yeah. We're still months away from the next takeover, so this seems like it might be a few that we get on TV as opposed yeah. to takeover. Yeah. Oh, they also announced during this episode that uh, uh, Ciampa versus Aleister Black's happening in three weeks for the title. Yeah, yeah so we know it's going to happen there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I mean, I imagine they'll do... I mean, you know, they've got to have some... Because takeover is still... In August. About a month and a half away. August, yeah, a month and a half away. Uh, it's like five weeks away. Because the nineteenth, I think, is, is well, the eighteenth. I think it's eighteenth is is uh, NXT 18, Brooklyn four. Yeah, five six weeks away. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess that that could. I mean, that could mean there's only three more TVs for Velveteen Dream EC three. That could be a feud. I mean, that could mm-hmm. be a takeover. Mm-hmm. I feel like Velveteen Dream would have to win that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we probably see the next one. Next, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Or he should. Velveteen Dream needs to start winning some matches. Well, what should happen is Velveteen Dream wins and EC3 goes to Maine after SummerSlam. Yeah. That I could totally see that oh, happening. Heck yeah, that guy's just here to figure out how what Wait. it's like to get paid every week, <laughs> every two weeks or whatever. However, they get paid. Um. So, uh, yeah. So EC3 uh, had his entrance before we got to the match, though. Uh, we had an interview with Mustache Mountain. Of course, the new tag team champions, and uh, they uh, they said, you know, um, in their marvelous British accents, uh, and uh, undisputed Eric called our win a fluke. Well, we'll show them a fluke. We beat their butts in the Royal Albert Hall. We're gonna do the dude again at full sale. Was it next week they have their? Uh, yeah, next week they have their tag. Yeah, title next rematch. Week, yeah, I guess. And it was just chock full of British stuff. It was great. No, they're both Tyler Bate and Trent Seven are endlessly charming. Yeah. Uh, And then our main event, EC3 versus Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. Um, It was a decent match, but it was was mostly in place as a storytelling outlet to advance uh, Johnny Gargano's descent into the dark side, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he's starting to become what he didn't like. Um, he's starting to become essentially Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. Um, so there's a spot where uh, EC3 has the upper hand for a while. And EC3 sitting up in the middle ring and Gargano sitting up next to him. And Gargano looks at EC3 and he has a flashback yeah. um, to like the cruiserweight classic moment where Ciampa and Gargano are both sitting there. Mm-hmm. You know, also there's kind of a similar spot at the end of their TakeOver Chicago match mm-hmm. before they broke up. Yeah. And he just becomes enraged yeah. and starts super kicking uh, EC3 all over the place, puts EC3, then Gargano escape. EC3 gets the ropes. Ref says break the hole. Gargano does, but then puts it right back on. Waits for the four count. Waits, Waits for four. Like four and a half. Yeah. Even then doesn't want to break the hold. And then uh, similar to how Ciampa won at the last takeover, Gargano uh, finally beat EC3 following a draping DDT. He also... Uh, Brought his knee pad down. Oh, like and gave, that, him a, yeah, gave yeah. him a running knee also prior. Oh, to he was it. going to, but uh, uh, EC3 picked him up. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he went in for it. Yeah, he went in for reverse it into Gargano escape. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, I like this. They're immediately going into the next chapter for Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in two more, yeah, three weeks or whatever, um, we're gonna get that. Uh, 
Alistair Black, uh, Tommaso Ciampa match, obviously. Gargano is going to cost Ciampa the title yeah. if the match even starts. That's Yeah, it's probably going to be um, the same thing. Yeah. You know? And then we'll get some other stipulation match at Brooklyn mm-hmm. between these two. It's got to be an I quit. It should be an I quit. So wait, th- hold on a second, though. Three weeks from now, yeah, we're going to get that. So it'll be the 25th. Where does that leave Alistair Black? Basically, without a like a proper feud, well, he'll have going into takeover. It'll be three more three more weeks before takeover. Because takeover is the eighteenth of August. Yeah, so it'll be three more weeks. All right, so there's time. I wonder who's next guy is going to be. Not going to be Lars, I wouldn't think. Won't be Velveteen Dream, I wouldn't think. I thought it was going to be EC3 based on the the match at the United Kingdom tournament, but it seems like it's going to be an EC3 and Velveteen. So maybe it's Ricochet. Oh, that could be. Boy. Or Chris Dijak. Oh, I hope so. That'd be so great. You want to answer some questions? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, and the 1%. Dun, dun. You can ask your questions here on Going In Raw at the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. $1 and up a month. It goes a long way mm-hmm. towards supporting the show and... Uh, you know, you get a question answered. Great question here from Nemo. Does the cruiserweights no longer being on Raw, or sorry, is the, are the with the cruiserweights no longer being on Raw? Is that a good thing or a bad thing for the brand? It's kind of both. Yeah, it's it is. like a great thing because they, for whatever reason, get to wrestle. They don't have to do these obligatory Raw matches that don't mean anything. Well, that was the issue. Wasn't when they were there Raw, they were kind of these meaningless showcase matches. They weren't really advancing a whole lot of story on Raw. Apart from that time when Neville lost the belt to Enzo, yeah, where they main evented a couple segments on Raw, which is kind of neat. Um, Why wouldn't they have just used it the way they the WCW used their cruiserweights as like the exciting matches that like you know in the middle of the show where people would usually kind of check out, yeah, yeah, like top of the third hour do a cruiserweight match, get people super hyped into for it. the last hour like, of the show. You imagine if that. Stop oh, Lee Buddy Murphy matches. Well, like here's the thing: is is you know WCW they didn't have their own dedicated cruiserweight show, so I understand you want to save the good stuff for the show so people watch, mm-hmm. but you don't want to do a bunch of six man tag matches just to kind of highlight the talent oh, that have no consequences and on back Raw. Then they were having them wrestle like just a regular WWE style. I know, and it wasn't that exciting. Thing. I know you'd have it'd be like one high spot in it. So, like in terms of exposure and and like you know, like we've said, the the path to the bigger spotlight it's bad for those wrestlers mm-hmm. but given you know that we have all the good stuff on the in that one hour every week because they don't they're not even on takeovers they're not on pay-per-views they're only on 205 live yeah. um that's uh you know it's 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 good for that show i guess yeah but you know in terms of those wrestlers i would think that they'd want a, the option or the ability to go mm-hmm. somewhere else mm-hmm. so Kind of depends. I think it's both. Yes. Liam Wagner, since Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax was announced to be an Extreme Rules match. And Extreme Rawls Rules. And Ziggler is a 30-man Iron Minute match. You have to add a stipulation to all the other matches on the card since their pay-per-view is named after a gimmick match. What stipulations do you add? So let's start from the top. Okay. Uh, AJ Styles versus Rusev. Uh, well, uh, I would... He's got the accolade and then and, and, uh, submission has, match has the calf crusher submission, submission match. match. Good yeah. idea. Uh, Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt versus B team. You know, I would have the, the a compound match. be yeah. The stipulation. Yeah. There. And that's of course no holds barred. Yeah. Uh, Carmella versus Oscar. That'd be no DQ. Yeah. 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 
Uh, Bludgeon Brothers versus Team Hell No. Elimination tag. There you go. Uh, Reigns versus Bob Lashley. Uh, street fight. <laughs> I don't really care. Yeah, I know. And um, then the street, finally, I mean, street fight at least kind of different. Yeah, I guess so. And they can both wear jeans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, what was the one that Al Snow did with all the dogs? Oh God, what was that called? The dog pound match, something, something like that. that. Yeah. Yeah, bring a bunch of dogs out there. What's a terrible Shinsuke. idea. Terrible idea. <laughs> he was joking about it, so I guess it makes it all right. Oh, I'm sure he'd be fine with that joke. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I like this question. Mr. Forbesy. Mr. Forbesy. Uh, hey, friendos, this is my first Patreon question. You guys have talked about the best talkers in the business, but what about the best talking pair? What pair of wrestlers brought out the best in each other on the mic, whether they were a team or rivals. Some examples that I can think of are Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Oh, Cena and, and Punk. And Kevin Owens and Cena. But Cena and Punk for sure, um, absolutely. Um, it was always fun seeing, like whenever people have legit chemistry, like uh, Shawn Michaels, um, uh, HBK and uh, Triple H, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, when they were DX. He actually mentioned that. Oh, the Usos moment. too. Oh, the Usos are great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're fantastic. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, screen chat. Uh, Nate Morris says, "Would you get a Leo Rush hoodie, even though it calls you a moth yeah. on the front?" Yeah, the yeah, design is great. Really, really cool. Uh, penultimate Tommy Wiseau. Which one of you is the Bodie, and which one is the Johnny Utah from Point Break? Wow, who's the rule breaker and who's the undercover FBI agent? FBI agent. I feel like you're more of a Johnny Utah just because you're a bit more stickler. You're a bit more impulsive. Yeah. I'm a bit more, I'm a bit more likely to bend the rules and you're mm -hmm. Mr. Play it straight. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would say, yeah, yeah, I like Patrick Swayze. He's cool. Yeah. Keanu Reeves ageless. Yeah. A, a, a timeless treasure. Um, uh, AO worm. How far will Donovan Chris Dijak go in NXT and hopefully main roster? Oh man. Well, he's not working security anymore, so that's that's a step in the right it's a direction. Good spot, and he's probably in his what? What would you say, like early fifties, late forties? All right, probably. So take that into account. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Once he starts, is it weird? Even though they changed his name, doesn't feel like his final gimmick. Oh my god! I was going to ask that question. That's right. When I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, "What's his name going to be?" Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, he feels like because. Win. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't win. And once you have a gimmick like Kona Reeves, well, they call him the finest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe he'll still be Chris Dijak. I mean, Chris is such a they're just gonna call they're just gonna call him Dijak. Yeah, why'd they change his name from Donovan, which is a fairly I know distinctive name. Yeah, it's a cool name. It's Chris. <laughs> Chris. Is that his, is his middle name Christopher or something? I don't know, man. I don't know what his real name is. I don't know. It was a weird choice. I feel like they're just gonna end up calling him Dijak eventually. Yeah, probably. But I don't know. Whenever he figures out how to... Oh, actually, that's his real first name is Chris, Christopher. They're going to change that. They'll probably just kill the Christopher. How old is he? He is 31. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's what they should do. Just name him Donovan and have him do another singing gimmick. <laughs> what was Donovan's most popular song? Oh, I don't know. God, what was that song? Donovan's Greatest Hits. 
Mellow Yellow. Oh, yeah. They call him Mellow Yellow. Quite right, Slick. There you go. Anyways. Anyways, next question. Yeah, I don't know what his ceiling is, dude. I mean, if he keeps up this 1,500 calorie a day thing. He'll be on 205 Live. <laughs> you looking like the machinist on 205 Live. Uh, <laughs> he gets in there, one punch, he gets in, he just... <laughs> I know. Um, Keegan Green, if you could put one uh, 205 Live superstar and one New Japan superstar in the ring for a guaranteed five-star classic, who would you choose? He says uh, Omega versus Ali. Leo Rush versus the ticking time bomb. I'm going to say Will Ospreay versus Mustafa Ali. Oh, man, that's great. Incredible. That's uh, incredible. 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 Uh, Zach S. Would a heel Johnny Gargano be able to get as much over as face Johnny Gargano? No. Would a heel Gargano? No, face Gargano is like prime Gargano. Oh, yeah. He just comes off as too sweet of a guy. I know. He's doing the heel thing now because he's turned to the dark side. Um, There's going to be a moment in the last match with Ciampa that he's going to he's going to turn it all around. Basically, he, either he has to murder Ciampa or save his own humanity. And he chooses humanity. Yeah. It might cost him the match, but yeah. some, he'll, at he'll some win point, the larger war. At some point, a gun should be produced somewhere. They're going to have to fight over a gun. That's how it's going to go down. Uh, uh, Woken Minato with SmackDown moving to Fox on possibly a different night. Does this mean we'll finally get 205 live NXT style? No. But I hope they do that. That is going to be interesting. We haven't heard anything about that yet, as far as I know. That's going to be interesting to see how they handle it. Um, Uh, Chuck Sips, do you think people are romanticizing what the main roster will look like under Triple H? Do you think it will be a vast improvement and most people be the vast improvement most people expect? Here's the thing. It's like, in theory, it should be better. However, Triple H has said several times that uh, he's compared to music. He mm-hmm. said there's different genres of music and they're not all for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if you say main roster is like top 40 pop and then NXT is that moderately successful indie band you like, you know, if that indie band, how they do things, gets signed to a major label and gets pushed, they don't always become a huge superstar. Yeah. So uh, I, I think Triple H is, is very aware of the differences in philosophy between main roster and NXT and I'm sure there will be some implementation of some of NXT's philosophy in the main roster should he take over, but I don't think it's going to suddenly be like NXT on a a grander scale. I think they're going to keep things to a degree similar to how things operate now because it's been working on the mainstream level. So I don't see any wholesale changes. We might see some better matches, some, 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 maybe some different booking. Mm -hmm. Hopefully the the one thing we'll see more than anything if Triple H takes over is just long-term vision. That's what it's going to be. That is going to be the A number one thing, and I do think that's going to improve the product. Are we all of a sudden going to see Seth Rollins holding all the titles? Probably not. But um, like I could still see Roman Reigns being a top guy. I just think that a Roman Reigns as top guy with a long-term vision behind him can actually be a top guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we might actually see that. Yeah. Um, as far as the wrestling style is concerned, Chris Jericho said this recently um, on an interview in an interview. He said um, when somebody brought up the difference in, in wrestling styles between New Japan and WWE, he completely defended WWE's style of wrestling. Mm-hmm. He says that's a main event level uh, wrestling that they're taught there. And if you learn that, you can go and have the best match on any other show in any other part of the world. Mm-hmm. And so um, and he says that broadly about the way WWE you know, has their guys wrestle. Um, 
And so I think that there is, I think that's like the WWE style that we're used to, I think is probably the top 40 that, that you're talking mm-hmm. about in the metaphor, the music mm-hmm. metaphor mm-hmm. there. So that'll probably remain like the style, the wrestling that we see will probably remain, but it, it'll come off as a lot different because we'll have long-term vision. And so like, you know how on Raw, once a month, maybe twice a month, we'll have like a match that it's like, holy crap, that was yeah, like a big yeah, deal. Yeah. Well, well, those matches will probably be used more effectively mm-hmm. if there's long-term builds, if there's mm-hmm. long-term mm-hmm. vision. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'll be the case. And I think it will be an improvement. I don't think it's going to be all of a sudden all the smart, you know, all the, you know, all the indie darlings, if you will, are going to be like, you know, oh, we're going to get rid of all the developmental guys yeah, and all yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be no, the no, case. No, no, no. Uh, breakingcontrollers.com power rank current main roster superstars that haven't been in NXT that you'd like to see make an appearance in NXT excuse me if you could have it your way I want John Cena to show up in NXT I think that'd be great oh yeah oh my gosh that's like the prime answer right there yeah. that's the John Cena answer. at any show um, with a capacity of under 500 people mm-hmm. yeah that'd be the ideal yeah god could you imagine like the roof would explode if Cena showed up in PWG or if that's the only way that the match would happen, Gargano versus Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good, too. Oh, man. Anyways. Yeah, it's good, right? Yeah. Is that good for show? We sure. made it to 52 minutes. Wow. Look at that. We're halfway done with our day. All right. Anyway, Hilton, you're, hey, wake up, man. Can you hit the music, please? I know. Yesterday was a long day, Hilton, but we got to get some work done. Come on, man. Get your shit together. Anyways. Oh, there you go. Thanks, Hilton. Appreciate it. You can go back to sleep now. Anyways, that's it for now. Thanks for tuning in. Check out friendomarket.com. It's our new merch store. We got that great shirt there. Come stickers and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.